It is crazy out here in these streets. What am I talking about? You know, we live in a time where people are like wrong and strong. I mean, they will tell you lie after lie after lie after lie. And they will stand by that thing. In fact, we call it doubling down. It doesn't matter how much evidence there is. It doesn't matter what uh, is able to be presented. It doesn't matter how many text messages we read. Doesn't matter. People double down. And so it's funny because folks can literally lie to our faces, have no qualms about it, double down on that and stand by the lies and the misinformation, etc., that they spew. And yet, there are some things that those of us who may know God, we know, but we don't double down on them. We don't stand by it. We crumble under the pressure while there are people who know that they're lying, but they're ready to go to the very end on the lie. And so today we're going to take a look at the book of Hebrews chapter four, and we're going to talk about the topic we got to double down. Coming up next on The Trifle Ones. All right, so Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, and this is the New Living Translation. It says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So as we talk about we got to double down today, there are two points that we're going to cover. The first of those is we can boldly approach his holy seat. We can boldly approach his holy seat. Verse 16 says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. So when stuff is overwhelming and when we're confused and when it seems too much for us to handle, then we got to double down. We can go to him. The very first man and woman ran and hid as a result of their sin. When they messed up, when they dropped the ball and God was present among them, they ran and they hid. And not much has changed today because, see, Adam and Eve realized that something had changed drastically when they disobeyed God, when they had committed sin. And we do the same thing today. When we are not in good standing with God, we run and we hide. We stay away from him. We recognize that something radically has changed between God and us. The dynamics are different. Something has shifted. And so what do we do? We avoid him. We we think that, you know, maybe if we kind of not go and talk to him for a while, that maybe when we make it back around to him that he might forget. I, I don't know what it is, but 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 we don't go directly back to him in many instances. You know, some of us may, but Overall, we feel like, yo, I, I can't go to God now. Not, not after what's taking place. I just did the thing that I said I wasn't going to do no more. I knew I shouldn't have texted him. And even as I was putting the number into my phone, something, or should I say someone, 
meaning the spirit of God, was reminding me that this was not a good idea. Or the walls are closing in and, and we look around and this person is dealing with death in their family. And, or, or over here, we see that this person's child has special needs and it's so overwhelming and they're so, so tired. Then over here, we have that employment situation that's been unstable. And so they have three sources of income that they're working, but rest eludes them. And so they're always on the go. Their family doesn't or their children don't get what they need. And they're always exhausted. Over here, we got the stress of uh, someone's environment. It's becoming too much, especially since their mental health is suffering significantly. And over here, we got those who are tired of being single and, and they desperately want to be loved by somebody. But it seems like everybody out here in these dating streets and on these dating apps is playing games. And then over here, we, we want to be successful because when we log on to TikTok, everybody has a hustle. Everybody's got advice. Every, everybody has a masterclass to show us what to do. And yet we can't seem to master much of anything in our own lives. So we feel like a failure. But the verse just before our verse today, the verse just before the one I just read, verse 15 says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he was without sin. He understands us, y'all. I, I know we haven't really been taught that, that he understands us, but he does. Yes, he is God Almighty, but he is also God who came in the flesh and who says, son, I know. Daughter, I know to all of our situations. He isn't so big and mighty that he doesn't understand or sympathize with our struggles. So the world can boldly declare lies and boldly misinform and boldly create narratives that are untrue and, and videos that are not true and defend them and double down. It's time that we lean on and, and defend and double down on the fact that we can boldly approach his holy seat. Yes, even in your situation, the one that you're dealing with right now, you are not exempt. It is the throne of our gracious God. So we can boldly approach his holy seat. But then our second point is this. We can brazenly accept his helpful support. We can brazenly accept his helpful support. Verse 16 again says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. It says grace and mercy awaits for our unique situation when we need it most. Anybody out here need him? Anybody out here feel like it's kind of crucial right now? Dealing with that thing that hurts and keeps you up at night. 
See, while our enemy expects us to crumble, we can brazenly accept daddy's help. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're trifling. And yet somehow God has the capacity and the ability to hold us accountable while still continuing to love us and move on our behalf. Is there anything that we cannot take to his throne? Is there anything that we cannot ask of him? Is your situation so dire that the Almighty can't address it? If we weren't trifling, then there would be no need for the writer of Hebrews to tell us that we will receive mercy and we'll find his grace. See, perfect people don't need mercy. People who ain't never been tempted don't need to find grace. But how, how do we get to a place where we can be at the throne and accept his support? It's in verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. But I actually like the way the Message Bible says all of this in verses 14 through 16, because it says, now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing. He's experienced it all. All but the sin, meaning he didn't commit sin. And here it is. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. My brothers and sisters, we got to double down. If the world can double down and stand by their story, regardless of the lack of truth, the lack of integrity, the lack of wisdom, the lack of morality, certainly we can double down on what we know to be true and the one who we know to be true. Stop struggling today under the attacks and under the weight of the stuff that you're dealing with. Because we can boldly approach his holy seat. When the world expects us to fold, when the enemy thinks he has us right where he wants us, then we can brazenly accept God's helpful support. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that in spite of who we are, in spite of what we've done, in spite of the fact that we are trifling, that we can come to you because you understand, you get us. Doesn't mean we know that we're not going to deal with consequences of our actions, but it does mean that we know that you've been tempted. You had to go through weaknesses. You chose to do this. And for all of that, we're grateful. 
Right now, we place whatever our situation is in your hands. We place it on the altar. It doesn't matter. We place it before you because we've come to a place where we recognize that if you don't do something, then it won't be done. And so take what we're dealing with. Take it because it's heavy. Take it because we're burdened and because we're old. So tired. Finally, Lord, we praise you. We praise you because we know that you forgive us. We praise you because you died for us. We praise you because you are God. All these things we ask in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. And all of the Trifling Ones said, Amen. Thank you.